Hello again, and welcome to another episode in my podcast series on the business of healthcare. My name is Lonnie Hirsch. Our guest today is David Jaffe from Cost Segregation Services. Today's topic is how to achieve optimal tax benefit for physicians who own or plan to own their own facilities and other real estate. David, welcome and thanks for joining me. Thanks, Lonnie. I appreciate it. So I know this is going to be a particularly uh, interesting topic for a lot of the people who listen to this podcast. So let me start by asking um, you to define what is cost segregation and what is the economic advantage for physicians? Okay. Cost segregation is simply a better approach to depreciating commercial property. Physicians with their own practices either rent the space their practice uses or else own the building itself. Cost segregation can be applied to either situation. And many physicians, of course, also own commercial properties as investment vehicles, such as self-storage facilities, commercial buildings, and apartments and rental homes. Cost seg can also be utilized on those. Depreciation, uh, by default, the periods are 39 years on commercial property, 27 and a half on residential, and you take the entire value of the building split evenly over that period for equal size deductions. Cost segregation is actually an IRS-approved process of identifying the personal property assets that often get buried or lumped together within the real estate property, the real property asset category. By undergoing a cost segregation study, these personal property assets are reclassified to the shortest possible depreciable life to enable the real estate owner to maximize his or her tax depreciation situation by reducing their current income tax obligations. So the tax savings generate cash flow that owners can use to reinvest in the practice, personal, uh, purchase additional property, apply to principal payments, spend on themselves, whatever. With cost seg, you're actually pulling deductions you'd qualify for decades in the future, and you're taking them now. But the IRS doesn't charge you a cent for letting you use those future write-offs. Actually, they actively recommend cost seg. I've, I've got two quotes from them. As a practical matter, cost segregation studies should be applied by taxpayers. And their second one, that cost segregation is, quote, a lucrative tax strategy that should be used on almost every major purchase of commercial real estate. So it came about because businesses sued the IRS about having to depreciate over the course of decades, even though a lot of components inside of a building, think of carpeting, built-in furniture, plumbing, paint, required replacement far sooner. In a nutshell, the IRS lost the battle, and this created cost seg as a tool to save on taxes. Well, that's really interesting. So without getting into the weeds too much, uh, maybe you could please uh, explain briefly to our listeners uh, what IRS repair regulations are as a basis for this kind of tax savings, because I've seen that term used before. Absolutely. The IRS repair regulations are actually both a carrot and a stick. Now, they do address something closely related to cost segregation, but it is, in fact, different. And so there's potential savings beyond what the cost segregation process offers. So here it is in a nutshell. With the repair regs, you are now required to have a study performed that breaks down the value of the systems inside your building so that you and your tax professional knows the replacement costs for each one, uh, heating and air conditioning, for example. 
now by knowing the replacement cost, your tax pro can use a ratio test to determine whether a particular expenditure or repair should be capitalized, which you then need to depreciate, or if you can write it off as an immediate expense. Previously, there just wasn't enough guidance for CPAs and enrolled agents, so some would be overly conservative and capitalize basically everything. Others would expense nearly everything and hope to survive an audit. And there were still others that used arbitrary rules like any expense over $25,000 has to be capitalized. So the, ex the expectations have now been systematized. It makes it easier both on the taxpayer and the IRS. Now here's the thing. The repair regs are now mandatory as of January 2014, but they're meant to be applied retroactively. So expense determinations in the past have to be viewed through the current regulation. It's actually wonderful for taxpayers though, because we've found that in many, many cases it offers additional deduction opportunities. If you wouldn't capitalize a particular $50,000 expense today, you shouldn't have done it five years ago. Now if you did, you're actually allowed to pull it forward and write it off in the current tax year. So we find that many dollars spent on past repairs and renovations can be converted into immediate deductions today. Wow, that's, uh, that's really, um, to me, it's a, it's a whole new world. I'm not sure how many of our listeners who own or are uh, planning to purchase commercial real estate are aware of any of this. Uh, what uh, level of savings can doctors uh, expect to receive? Well, I've been told a rule of thumb is to think of between thirty-five dollars and $45,000 cash can be kept in your pocket for each half million dollar value of building costs. I like to think of it a different way, which is over the course of your first five years of ownership, you're probably tripling your write-offs. Okay? And you don't have to worry if you've already owned the space for years because the law has a catch-up provision letting you pull the larger deductions you could have had previously by doing your cost seg study, and you can actually pull them into your current return. Uh, I did one this year, in fact, that's a, a good example. A very basic medical building. It was purchased in 2010 for $524,000. The owner did a cost seg study, and on her 2016 taxes, she got an additional $73,000 write-off beyond what continuing the straight line process would have yielded. And this particular building had a very basic level of finish. You know, the nicer the treatments and the finish, the more of the building value is personal property, considered personal property, not real property, so the larger the deductions can be. Now, as for the savings people can expect from applying the repair regs, that varies completely on a case-by-case -case basis. At this point, you're required to have the building system valuation, the document um, that is mandated, regardless of if there's going to be extra savings or not, it, you simply need to have it to become compliant. But at least in the case of my company, we automatically include that report as part of a cost seg study. And if we see items unnecessarily capitalized on your depreciation schedule, we report that in our pre-analysis and tell you the additional amount you're likely to save by applying these new regulations. Well, this, I mean, to me, and I'm sure I, I'm not understanding every nuance, but it, it seems uh, on its face kind of like a no-brainer. Uh, so why don't more physicians know about this particular tax advantage? 
It's an excellent question. Um, and folks listening to this are not alone if you haven't heard of any of these tax rules. We actually think there's only about a 10% market penetration. Um, and it certainly explains why my company continues to grow so fast after 15 years in business. The thing is you can bet owners of hundreds of millions of dollars in property know about these rules because that really is their business. So let me give you a couple of the biggest reasons that your CPA or, or tax pro would not have mentioned. There are several continuing misconceptions about cost segregation. Uh, the first one being that studies are expensive and save very little. It was true 15 years ago, but not so anymore. Um, studies I perform have ROIs of anywhere from 20 to 1 to over 40 to 1. So clearly that's not the case now. Um, some people believe that the numbers don't pencil out if your building isn't at least a million dollars or more. Not true, at least in the case of my company, a $250,000 building, the numbers come in very strongly and, it's, and even a smaller value um, in the case of leaseholders. Some folks still think that if you don't have receipts for work that was done and things that you purchased that you can't get a study done. Not true either. Part of our expertise is actually determining the valuations having no paperwork at all. And there's a, a final common misconception. You need to perform it within the year that you buy or build the property. Uh, I think my medical example showed that is definitely not the case. Um, I, I would ask that people understand their tax professional's position if this hasn't been recommended to them. I mean, the fact is there's over 74,000 pages of tax code. We really want them to know everything, but realistically no human can. My company specializes in about 4,000 pages of the tax code, and that lets us be true experts for thousands of clients and frankly many hundreds of accounting firms that we help. Well, let me ask a slightly different question. What downside uh, is there, if any, to taking advantage of this, um, this type of uh, opportunity? Oh, good question. Let me start with things that are not downsides even though you would expect them to be, okay? When you okay. perform a cost segregation, you do not amend any of your previous tax returns. You do not add any additional likelihood of being audited. Both of those don't immediately present themselves, but that is in fact the case. So with those out of the way, let me tell you actual downsides. So the first is it might not be appropriate to do cost segregation if you know you're selling the building in under three years and you're not planning to buy a replacement property. For example, just getting a, another space or potentially a larger space if you're growing. So if that's the case and you're selling in less than three years, that's information you should tell your vendor when you consider doing a cost seg. However, if you plan on selling the business but using the proceeds towards buying another building, you can roll everything forward using something known as a 1031 exchange. In that case, cost seg is entirely appropriate. There's one other thing I would point out, which is if your building is owned by a REIT, an REIT, a Real Estate Investment Trust, the efficacy of cost seg is going to depend on how the trust is set up, and that's going to be another question for your potential vendor before proceeding with a study. And except for those things, it does not matter if you own the building in your name, if you're simply a shareholder of a corporate entity that owns the real estate, your tax pro will know how to file the results 
or at least if you're you're our client, we would help them do that. Uh, well, since you've been talking a little bit about how your company works on this, can you uh, tell us a little bit more about your company? And and I'm particularly interested in your process for how you work with your clients. And I'm guessing maybe they're CPA or other uh, uh, tax professional. Yes, absolutely. So the company was founded in 2002, and we're now actually the largest cost-fed vendor that is not part of an accounting firm. Um, we grew 25% over the past year and 20% the year before that, and so far we've completed almost 16,000 studies. Um, I'll add as an important side note, we've never had a single one of our studies, not even one of the calculations in any of our studies denied by the IRS. Now, most of the largest accounting firms do have in-house groups to do this work for their specific clients, but not surprisingly, it can get quite expensive that way. So how do we work? Before we do any work at all, we perform a pre-analysis and we look at a property's tax depreciation schedule. That way we conservatively estimate the savings involved and we give you a 10-page report that actually shows the depreciation deductions over time if you made no change and how that would compare to using us so that you could see the difference. And that's when we also give you a firm price for our work. If you're, if you're not impressed with the savings involved, there's no obligation to hire us um, and the analysis is free. Now, this pre-analysis is when we look at the depreciation schedule and see if there are items that can be converted to expenses by applying those repair regulations we've talked about. If so, we estimate the additional deductions you'll get and if that changes our cost for the additional work we need to do to bring those forward. Uh, we're also, as part of the, the process of doing a study, we take into account any other deductions that may apply in your situation. Um, for example, there's something currently called bonus depreciation that's still in force. There's something, a deduction called the Section 179 deductions. There is, there are, rather, are three different kinds of qualified improvement property or QIP deductions. So it's our expertise that lets us give you credit for all of these apply them in the correct way, and then hand the final product to you and your, your tax pro. Um, now, one thing folks don't know, especially if they've not run into this before, is there are several accepted methods for doing a cost seg study that the IRS deems acceptable. Um, we use some, the one called the engineering basis. Uh, we do that for two reasons. First, the IRS calls it the certain method. That's their way of saying it's the best and most reliable. And the second reason um, is very nice, which is that method also tends to find, i.e. segregate, the most personal property inside of the building, and that yields the largest deductions for the owner. So if we do a pre-analysis for you and you hire us, we assign an analyst to your project. They work with you and your tax pro is needed to, so that we get the documents and the facts that we need to perform the study. In six to eight weeks, the study is completed. We give that to you and your tax person along with the repair regulations valuation for compliance. And then if your tax person has questions on how to categorize something, report something, implement, whatever, we're going to help them for you. Um, I'll also add that if you are ever audited and the IRS has questions about our work, we will automatically defend it for free. 
And um, like I mentioned, we have a perfect record after more than 15 years in business and 16,000 studies performed. Well, I don't know a lot of companies that could make that claim. So that's, that's really <laughs> impressive. Um, if um, any of our listeners want more information from you, uh, what's the best to contact you? Um, well, it's David Jaffe. Uh, Jaffe is spelled Juliet Alpha Foxtrot Foxtrot Echo. Uh, frankly, either cell phone or email are great. My cell number is 503-329-3993. And for email, I'm David at CostSeg Services, C-O-S-T-S-E-G-S-V-C-S, CostSegServices.com. Well, great. Thanks, David. Uh, really appreciate it. Yes, indeed. Thank you, Lonnie. Our guest today has been David Jaffe from Cost Segregation Services. Please tune in again for my next podcast on the business of healthcare. This is Lonnie Hirsch wishing you great success in your healthcare business.